The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Welcome to Posh Across the Pond, a Peterborough United podcast presented by the Yellow Block. I'm your host, Pete Urich, and today I'm joined by a very special uh, Posh fan from my life. Um, It's a little bit late or a little bit early for Father's Day, depending on how you want to look at it. But ultimately, uh, today, my my guest for the show is Luke Urich, my son, who... I have tried over the years to indoctrinate as a posh fan. So, Luke, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Okay. I wore my jersey today. So, oh, yeah, yeah. I wore, yeah, I wanted to be. <laughs> you wanted to represent dressed appropriately. Dressed appropriately. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, uh, we're mainly going to talk about it's going to have posh as an underpinning thing, but it's more going to be uh, general stuff about like, you know, your. Um, your opinions and your your thoughts on being a soccer fan here in the U.S. Obviously, you and I have a very different uh, different experience of how like soccer has gotten more popular. Your ability to watch it on a Saturday and all of that stuff. So, we'll uh, we'll kind of you know interweave like the posh experience with uh, with general soccer stuff. I, I think that a little bit of background information is helpful. Um, you know. Obviously, there's a, a link of of uh, Peterborough United that comes from me, but like, what do, what are your uh, links to uh, the Peterborough United and and the team and the uh, and the club? Well, I would say my links to I have many links. Uh, I wore a ton of jerseys when I was like a toddler because uh, yeah, I wore them a lot. I, I've seen there's many pictures of me in a Peterborough United uh, jersey, and um, like. Four years ago, I think it is now. Um, I went to a game against Sunderland in April, and uh, that that was really great. I loved the atmosphere, and like I had a great time. So that was awesome. So those are really my connections. Are 
Yeah. And so, you know, obviously we went on that trip. That was, I think it was closer to five years ago now. It was before we moved to uh, Virginia. So, yeah. uh, you know, that was your first time to England having uh, that experience of going to, we went to two live matches um, and we're going to hope that the yellow block supporters or the listeners don't hold it against you. You are actually what fan? I'm an Everton fan. I'm, I've got a flag back there. Uh, yeah, it, it's a rough life that I lead as an Everton fan, but we keep on pushing through. It's, it's an experience. Yep. So we went to the Everton match to see them play against Manchester United, and that was actually a great experience. Yeah, it, it was one of the best moments of my life, beating uh, Man United 4-0. That, that was amazing. And <laughs> Yeah, as a first as a first uh, time going to a, a match in England, that that was probably you know about the best that you could possibly hope for in the way of uh, an experience for mm-hmm. uh, for a fan. So um, you know, how did that whole entire thing come about? Like, you talk about it just a little bit. Well, the trip started. I think we were on some sort of road trip or something like that to like one of my sisters, like. Uh, hockey tournaments or something like that and then I don't know how we got to it it was me and you in the car and we were just talking and like the whole idea of like going to England came up and like we ended up talking about it for hours I was like 12 years old or something like that and it ended up materializing like a year later so that that was great yeah yep and so obviously we traveled to um England and we ended up in Liverpool and mm. what was the experience of like, you know, walking around in a, a, a new country, uh, soccer being soccer slash football being the major uh, sport. Like how was that experience for you? Uh, it was definitely a culture shock. Like um, I definitely remember seeing a lot more kids in like full kits than like you would definitely, you would definitely see a lot less of that in the United States, but yeah, it was, it was great. Like um, I, I loved seeing like the new experience and everything and it was awesome. Yeah. Yep. And going to the, going to the stadium, going mm. to see, uh, see the match and everything like that. What did you, what was your favorite part about like that Saturday experience of, uh, I believe the game was Saturday, correct? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah that game was Saturday because the other one was was on Sunday or Monday. Mm-hmm. I forget. But anyway, um, you know that Saturday experience. What was that like going to a, a match, uh, walking to the streets to get to the match and everything like that? Um, well, yeah, I, I thought it was very interesting how like built in like this the club is into the community like how like close like the stadium is to like a bunch of neighborhoods and everything and how like um goodison park and uh like anfield are extremely close to each other that was like a big culture shock for me like because like with our nfl teams and like mls teams the stadiums are like miles and miles apart but this was like a short walk so we got to see like both in like the span of like a half an hour maybe probably less than that and um yeah, and going to the game, like, uh, I like Goodison Park is an old stadium, and I've never been in a stadium that old, but, like, it, it just has a vibe about it that I really liked, even though, like, I, you had to, like, squeeze through the turnstiles and everything, and it was just a beautiful. It, it's a shame they're tearing it down, but uh, I'm excited for the new stadium, but it's truly a beautiful place. 
cool. And obviously, like you and I had been uh, season ticket holders for the Red Bulls for years in New Jersey. I don't even remember how many years we did it. At, at least five, probably more than that. But like, how do those two experiences like, you know, uh, compare in any way, shape or form? I mean, is there really no comparison or is there like similarities that you see between the two experiences? Uh, it's hard to compare them really. Cause I feel like the, with the MLS, it's a lot more like, I, I don't want to like, um, like you don't need to worry about hurting yeah, anybody's feelings. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you, you just can't compare the two, like a premier league match and an MLS match. Like, um, the premier league, like the atmosphere at Goodison park was amazing. Like, I don't think I've ever been in a place so loud before. Like you just never see that at Red Bull arena. And like you, like Red Bull Arena, like we have a great, like Red Bulls, we have great fans, but like no, like nowhere near like the level of support and the level of like, like loudness that uh, Goodison Park like had. So. Yeah. Awesome. And obviously, you know, the result couldn't have gotten, couldn't have gone any better for your team that day. Um, you know, obviously couldn't, couldn't have gotten much better in the way of, uh, of a result. Um, can you talk a little bit and I'm interested because we've never really talked about this, like your thoughts on the experience that we had post match, because we had to leave the game and basically get directly onto a train with a whole bunch of Manchester United fans. What were your thoughts about that whole entire thing? You know, how was that a culture shock and everything like that? I, I thought it was a funny experience because uh, I remember you told me to take off my jersey because I had on – I don't remember whose jersey. I, I didn't have any player's jersey on, but I had my Everton jersey on to the game, and you told me to take it off. And I all I remember really from the uh, train ride was just me fall, being like my eyes were shut. I was trying to go to sleep. And then there were two Manchester United fans just like in utter rage about the situation that happened because like – you you never see that Everton beating a team 4-0, especially a team like that prestigious. So, well, we're prestigious too, but we I haven't had like that good of a result in like forever. So, awesome. So, um, you know, we get into Peterborough. Obviously, uh, the trip was a little bit. It was about half you, half me. Um, you and I going to the, uh, the Everton, the Everton match was definitely, uh, for your side of things. And then for, uh, my side of things, we were going to the Peterborough versus Sunderland match. Do you have any memories about like, you know, going to the city, going to the, to the match, anything like really stand out? Um, I definitely remember walking around the city. Um, I not like, I can't really put like my finger on much about that, but I definitely remember the stadium uh like um it's a great atmosphere like i remember going into it because i think at the time like i i just like whatever like team you supported i just wanted to go against completely and like i went into it with a very negative mindset like oh like what like i it was gonna be still a fun game but like i didn't really have a team that i was rooting for and like i was just there by the end of it i was rooting for peterborough the whole way like the atmosphere was amazing and i definitely remember getting a few come on burrows in there at the end, it, it was a super close game. I, it was one, one and like went right down to the wire. So it, it was just an awesome experience. Yep. And, and like, from my perspective, it was, you know, obviously with the late goal being scored by Matty Godden and stuff, it was an excitement that like, 
I almost felt like I was going to pass out from the excitement. And I'm like, wait a minute, I got to calm myself down because I've got my 12 year old son with me that if, if I pass out, you have to take care of me. And that's just not okay. I mean, you had done a good enough job on the, uh, on the tube stations, like making sure we didn't yeah. get lost and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But, mm-hmm. um, that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, obviously you and I have a very different, we're 30 years apart, almost exactly. And, um, you and I have had a very different experience of being a, a football or soccer fan here in the United States. Like, What's it like for you growing up in an era where like you can actually watch games of the Premier League and you've got MLS as an actual league? Like these are all kinds of things that I didn't have as a as a young person. You know, 1994 was the World Cup was here and then 2 years later we had MLS uh start. So like my entire childhood, like you're 17 years old right now. When I was 17 years old, none of this stuff existed. So, you know, talk to me a little bit about like how do you view the soccer world, the football world in, in your uh, experience so far? Um, well, I think it's just awesome being able to see like, uh, like with Peacock that we have, like the streaming service, um, NBC, like that they cover all of the Premier League games. And like I would like a couple clicks of a button, I can watch any Premier League game I want. And it's just like it, it's really easy to access now. And it, I can't imagine it being like that, like it being that easy to access like in the past. But yeah, I think it's really soccer or football in um, in general has really come a long way here in the States. And like I'm here for it, like. I hope the MLS grows because like I, I, I used to be a diehard Red Bulls fan, but like it, it's hard for me to like watch games now, just like not even being there. So, yeah, yeah it, it's definitely, you know, one of those things that I, I with our move to Virginia, it's one thing that I miss a bunch that like you and I went to a, a lot of games together. You know, we never made it to every single game of an entire season, but we, we definitely went to more than uh, more than half for sure of the home games. And and it was a good experience, like just having, having that available to us um, within an hour's drive and everything like that. And it was, you know, for me at least good, good bonding experience yeah. with my son. So yeah. Um, and then, you know, obviously I have my own, I've been a posh fan since before you were born and everything like that. But, um, and it kind of happened randomly, you know, how do you think, uh, that your, um, your age group views the lower leagues and stuff like that. And how have things like the FIFA video game and welcome to Wrexham and stuff like that. How aware are the kids in your, uh, in your like age group about like lower leagues, you know, below, uh, below the premiership. Like, is there a lot of attention that's paid or is it kind of like the premier league, mainly the top four and that's about it. Um, with most of my friends and like, I, I don't know everybody who's my age, but like in my like friend group who watches like the premier league, like, um, me and my friend Ethan, like, we know like a decent amount about the uh the lower leagues like obviously like their names and like the teams that are in them but like usually it doesn't go that far beyond that like um we're usually pretty aware of what's going on like once in a while like if i'm just like bored i'll check like the tables down there but like i'm never really rooting for a team because like obviously i have everton and like yeah the red bulls i guess but um yeah like we usually have a good general idea of what's going on and i always like to watch um 
the playoff games and like the playoff finals and uh, stuff like that. Uh, those games are always really good. And I like to watch them on uh, usually it's ESPN plus now, I think. So, yeah. And like, you know, obviously with the access that you have, like, you know, you have the ability to, you know, watch any uh, premiership game or, or whatever, you know, is there a, let me, let me back up a second. Like are most of your friends, uh, and people that, you know, um, fans of top four teams, or is it spread out throughout the EPL or? It's usually top four, if you even want to call Chelsea top four at the moment. But uh, uh, yeah, I've got a lot of uh, friends who are Chelsea fans. I've got some Liverpool fans, which obviously is an Everton fan. I hate that. Uh, But uh, Man United, uh, Arsenal, like, usually it doesn't really like leave that like top five teams. Like I'm really the only one who's like, kind of like Everton is like, is an extremely prestigious club. Like maybe not at the moment, but like we have an amazing history and like, we've never been relegated before and and, uh, stuff like that. But like, I'm really the only one who has like a team that's like outside of like that top five, like status. Gotcha. Yeah. So basically there's, you know, kind of a safety that comes along with, uh, with their fandom. They're not, they're not going anywhere. And like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, obviously the man city fans, you know, have the, have the easiest thing in the world. It's, you know, you just show up and Pep does his thing and creates a cha- another championship. So, yeah, I tend not to surround myself with city fans. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't have any, I don't think anybody in my school even is a city fan, but yeah. yes, we, you do have one, David, David toll. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you know, there, there are some Man City fans around. They, they do exist, but, um, so having said that, the reason why that, uh, came up is like, you know, with that mentality of like, you know, you're, you're going to be a top, a top five. That's, I'm sure that most of the kids who are picking out a team, they're doing it for that safety factor. It's easier to be a fan of a team that you know is going to win all the time, as opposed to, you know, somebody like yourself who has chosen a team that it's not always a guarantee. Um, You know, can you go back into that a little bit? Like you've stayed pretty um, faithful to Everton, despite them being a, a bit of a disappointment over the past few years. Like, how how did you get to be an Everton fan and, and why uh, have you stuck with it? Well, um, I think anybody who knows uh, FIFA, who's played FIFA 17 knows about the journey. Like there's like this whole like Alex Hunter, uh, Alex Hunter, like he's an English, uh, he's like a striker. And like um, at one point, like uh, and he makes it to the Premier League and everything. And at one point you get to pick like um, out of the 20 Premier League teams that you want him to play for. And at the time I was playing that and I didn't have a team. I was only a Red Bulls fan. So like the whole thing is like your decision is based on like um, if you choose a big team, like they're obviously good, but you're not going to get a lot of minutes. But like and if you play for a bad team, like you're going to get a lot of minutes, but uh, they're obviously like not as good. But if you choose like in the middle, then like you still got a good team and you will get the minutes. And Everton was one of those teams in that selection that it said. And um, also, I've just I'd watched games from them before. And also, I remember having a conversation with you because, like, I and telling you I wanted to get into uh, English football. And um, you t- and I used to be a Manchester United fan when I was like 
eight or nine years old. I, I don't even remember how old I was. I think the only players I knew on the team were Rooney and Van Persie, and that was it. But um, I remember uh, like talking about maybe being a Man United fan again, and you were like, no, you've got to like, like you can't, oh, you weren't like, no, but like you can go like and pick that safe team. But like, you're like, if something good happens, then it's just going to feel normal. But if you go a little bit lower, like a m little uh, middle of the road team, then when you hit that success, it feels that much better, which is true. But um, I haven't felt that much of that as an Everton fan so far. But <laughs> so I, un I, I undercut your legs a little bit. <laughs> but I, 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 lo I love it and hate it. So it, it's fine. Yeah. Well, it's one, it's one of those things. It's, it's where like, you know, for me and I, I don't know how it goes for, um, you know, the English fans who actually live it day in and day out. But, you know, like for me, the, the experience of being a Peterborough United fan is great because of the fact that we're not guaranteed success. We're a small club. We're, uh, we're always right on that verge of league one and getting promotion or, we're in the championship and we're fighting against rele relegation. And those are, you know, although gut wrenching at times and things like that, it's, it's way more exciting than, you know, being a top of the top tier premier league club, like, you know, again, a, a Liverpool or a, or a Chelsea, you know, you made the joke earlier of, you know, okay, well, Chelsea's been down for a few years and now it's, well, that's huge disappointment as opposed to, you know, the excitement that comes along with, oh, we're in the top four. That's great. As opposed to the expectation being, hey, we're going to be in the top four every single year. You know, the team that I have a tendency, although, you know, my association with you and, and the Everton thing, like that's a, a partial piece of my my fandom. But usually when it comes to the Premier League, I pay attention to um Fulham because of all the American players who've gone through there and everything like that. And again, that's an excitement thing of, you know, they're usually at the top of the championship or, you know, fighting for their life near the bottom of the uh, EPL, though it's been a little bit different uh, recently, but you know, overall that's, that's an exciting existence as opposed to, you know, just, Hey, we're going to, we're going to be in the top four. And if we're not in the top four, then my life's a big, huge disappointment. I hear that. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Yeah, so um, I, I'm going to ask the uh, the kind of selfish question, but it goes along with like a bigger question of like, so what can 
I and or the club or anybody else do to get in a younger American fan base? Because this whole entire podcast, Posh Across the Pond, is in order to like hopefully breed a little bit of fandom here in the United States for Peterborough United. Obviously, being a League One club, you know, we're uh, we're at that a level above where Wrexham is, for example, and Wrexham is getting all of the, uh, all of the uh, attention because of the fact that, you know, they've got the billion, you know, the millionaire owners and all the attention of the uh, TV show and everything like that. But there's a wave that can come through that of, you know, as you're, as you've got fans that are going to follow the TV show, you've also got people who like don't want to follow the herd that everybody else is, um, you know, and that's, I think, an opportunity for Peterborough United and some of the other lower league clubs to get fans here in the United States. So what would what would the uh, what would need to happen in order to finally make you a Peterborough United fan or, you know, anybody in your uh, in your demo of, you know, uh, a teenager slash early 20s? Mm. Um, well, that's a tough question. Uh, like, I don't think you would want to go or the club would want to go like the um the Wrexham route and have like the American owners because like I know that there's a negative sentiment uh for American owners at the moment especially with uh Manchester United and the Glazers and stuff like that and like yeah I don't think that would work very well but I feel like you just need someone like charismatic that'll like I don't know if that's an owner or like a player or a coach that will like um really like reach people my age i guess and stuff like that and be like oh i I like that guy let me pay attention to that team um but i think that's very important because you can have like two very charismatic people in ryan reynolds and rob mcelhenny and uh they do a really good job over there so like i think that would be your best bet with that but um i'm really not sure other than that like so hard yeah. for such a small club to do like such large outreach, especially to the United States where we have NFL teams and all these other sports. Yeah. And even though I have, uh, you know, tried to indoctrinate you since birth, uh, mm-hmm. I think one of the first pictures of you after you got home from uh, the hospital is in a Peterborough United mm-hmm. uh, kit and there's articles and everything like that. It still just hasn't worked yet, but <laughs> But I'm gonna keep trying, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've got the jersey on now. Look at yeah, that. You, yeah, and you wear it semi regularly, yeah. so you know. Yeah. Um, Not ashamed. Pair, yes, exactly. And all of the uh, questions that I ask about, uh, I do trivia questions at the beginning of soccer practice when we're playing and stuff like that, and they're almost always Peterbury, Peterbury United related, and uh, you usually know them. Or for some reason, Ethan and Case seem to yeah. see, seem to get it now. <laughs> Yeah, I, don't know I, I just, just never, guessing. I never know the scores. So that's the thing. I, I, I need to keep up with the scores more so I can uh, get those questions right. <laughs> exactly. And and that's one of the things that I'm trying to do is, you know, indoctrinate some of the players. You know, when you were little, we were originally supposed to take a trip to England very similarly at, here as the, at the school. And um, it got canceled due to the Heathrow uh, terror scare. But that was like my first trip after uh, – after that whole entire thing went away, when you were really little, I went over to the, uh, to my first match. And, um, you know, that's something that I want to try and do again is bring a bunch of players to, uh, the UK and do a little bit of, you know, sightseeing, but also like 
go to a smaller club like Peterborough United. You know, you can go to a Manchester United or a Chelsea and do a visitation there, but they're not really paying much attention to you as opposed to, you know, Peterborough who like the owners kind of know who I am and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. it makes for a much more, you know, personalized type of thing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so definitely. Well, Luke, it was awesome having you on, uh, obviously for selfish reasons at bare minimum, I, I enjoy, uh, you know, getting to, to talk soccer with you whenever possible. Um, and then again, trying to indoctrinate you a little bit, uh, recent, uh, Recent results have, you know, been some good, some bad. Uh, we just won our uh, match yesterday, two zero, and uh, you know, it actually looked pretty good. Joey Barton, uh, who's Bristol Rovers uh, manager, was not happy. He said that we were in an inferior team, uh, and Jeez. <laughs> but uh, we were able to win. So that's the main thing. And then we uh, unfortunately had a tie uh, in a recent match where, um, you know, we just had 10 men. They had 10 men. We should have come up with the win, but just didn't. So, it, you know, it, the uh, the project at the moment of Peterborough United is we've got all these young players who were, uh, were trying to build into a, a, a winning squad uh, rather than like, you know, going with a lot of the older players that we've done in the past. Johnson Clark Harris is the one player who he, his move didn't, uh, didn't break through over the, uh, over the transfer window. He, he was supposed to move to Bristol Rovers and they missed the uh, deadline by 50 seconds. Wow. And that's another, and that's another thing like, you know, transfers and stuff like that. Is that something that you pay attention to with your friends? Like when the, when the transfer window is opening or, or open and uh, you're getting near deadline day, is that something that you guys have a tendency to like actually, you know, follow who's going where and what's going on? Yeah, I, I we definitely uh, follow that. Like, I don't know if you know of him, but uh, Fabrizio Romano is a very uh, big figure. And like, I follow him on Instagram and like, I always like check his Twitter and stuff like that to see um, where people are going. Like, I don't know, like he like rarely covers Everton moves. So like sometimes I go to the uh, the Liverpool Echoes website and uh, they've got a lot of information on there during the transfer windows. Yeah, I, I I enjoy checking that stuff. So it's definitely something I do often during the summer and uh, in January. Gotcha. And you know, as, as you're as you're looking at uh, you know players who are on the rise and stuff like that. Again, like that e- education of the lower leagues. Um, you know, knowing that you're getting a player from, you know, whatever club. Like you know, when when. Uh, Ivan Tony made the move from Peterborough to um, to Brentford, and now like there's talk of of him making a maneuver someplace else uh, after his suspension is over. You know, again, those are the types of things that like you actually understand where like these players are coming from and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So it's it's just it's for me looking at it from a thirty year beyond perspective. It's like it's amazing that you guys have the amount of information and education on like, you know, the different clubs and, and everything like that. And, uh, and, you know, things that I didn't even know existed back when I was your age. (laughs) Like I knew, I knew about Liverpool and Manchester United. And I think those were the only two clubs. And the only Mm -hmm. reason I knew that is because of these old videos that we used to watch that were on VHS tapes. Mm -hmm. But, um, 
you know, definitely a, a lot more information is out there. It's, it's fun to see you guys like actually wearing your jerseys, talking, uh, talking smack to each other about yeah, yeah. about, about yeah. how your teams did over the weekend and everything. How did Everton do this weekend? Um, that's ex- uh, Yeah, uh, I was going to get to that. Uh, that's why I'm actually not wearing my jersey at the moment. We just lost uh, 2-1 to Luton Town, and uh, they got their first – yeah, they got their first victory uh, of the season and um, not looking good. Like, um, was, was it away at Luton Town or uh, home? It was home. Uh, uh yeah it, it was home <laughs> yeah because uh, it's yeah. funny to think that last not last year um the year before um peterborough were playing against luton town mm-hmm. in the championship and now they're playing <laughs> against teams like everton and things like that yeah. well i i hope they stay up because they're so small and like uh they're like the stadium is so small and i i find that very intriguing so I'm happy to give them the three points as long as to help them stay up as long as uh, we don't go down either, but (laughs) rather it be another team. Yeah. It's definitely not a guarantee by any stretch. Everton seemed to want to make it interesting. Yeah. Like last year, like that amazing Abdullah Decore goal kept us up uh, in like the last second against Bournemouth or it wasn't the last second, but like the last game against Bournemouth, uh, actually bought his jersey after that so yep yeah yep and uh the american invasion what do you think of that like obviously uh it's changed a little bit because of leeds um getting relegated but uh you know players like one of your favorites from the red bull days tyler adams and things like that uh getting experience in the uh in the premier league how how has that uh affected your fandom etc well, it's definitely like I like I've been watching Tyler Adams since like forever ago. And like it, it's awesome to see him succeed. Like I know he's kind of going through an injury right now and like um and like he's not really playing at the moment, but like it's great to see those guys go to the Premier League and um and like the Bundesliga, like Polisics and Serie A right now. And um yeah, like I like the American invasion from player standpoint, not so much an ownership standpoint. Like uh, I feel like we should just kind of like stick to our thing and like let uh, everybody else. Yeah. Do, like cause soccer is the, or football is definitely not our specialty at the moment. So <laughs> yeah, but then you wouldn't have the whole welcome to Wrexham thing. Is that, is that the American way to like, Joe lower league and build upward rather than buying into, you know, the, uh, the already established premier league teams. But I feel like the Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney with Wrexham is a completely different situation. Like those two are extremely invested and like, uh, and how the club is doing. And obviously with how like small it is, it's like, like they do great outreach and stuff like that. But like, with like the glazers and like these like billionaires i i don't think the like their intentions are the same as um like ryan reynolds and uh McElhenney. so i think like if you're tr- if an american is truly going to be invested in the club then by all means they should like buy it and like put like work into it but like i i don't like the idea of americans just buying clubs like for the sake of having assets so like LeBron James and et cetera, being yeah. involved in Liverpool. And but all that. 
his role i think is a lot more minuscule than like the glazers and like i I keep saying them but like those are the only ones i remember but yeah, uh, yeah well i mean a lot of a lot of the other ones are conglomerates of uh mm-hmm. of a group of people you know the guys who own the uh the san francisco 49ers and the ones who own the boston red Sox and stuff like that those are all like you know, groups of people rather than just, you know, one family like the Glazers. The Glazers mm-hmm. are an easy target. Yeah. <laughs> so, mm. all right. Well, Luke, thank you so much for uh, coming on. This was a lot of fun for me, at least, <laughs> to, you know, get a chance to chat a little bit about uh, football and uh, and try and indoctrinate you a little bit more to the Peterborough United uh, fan base. All right. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I had a really good time. This was fun. Yep. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this episode of Posh Across the Pond. Thanks, Luke, for joining us. If you're a Posh fan abroad, we'd love to hear from you. Visit our website and get in touch. Follow us on the socials or visit our website, www.theyellowblock.co.uk. Up the Posh. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.